0: The dream three podcast back in your life. Episode 28. We're doing the top 10 defensive players of all time. We started off with the top 10 quarterbacks, went to the top 10 running backs went with the wide receivers. Now we're going to put the defense in as a whole. and We're looking for the top 10 greatest defensive players of all time. I'm sure me and Neil's list are going to be a little bit different. Um, But. Before we get into that, we had a big announcement we made a couple of days ago. Um, we got a new sponsor, someone who's supporting us, somebody who we support. And we always say that we're not going to put our name, we're not going to be associated with a company that we don't believe in, that we don't use, that we don't you know, feel that is great for the hobby. Um, yep. We're very excited to announce that we are going to be partnering with MySlabs, MySlabs.com, uh, a great alternative website, so you can get off of eBay. You can sell your slab cards, and it's a one percent uh, fee. Um, now they offer raw cards and raw card lots, which is a three percent fee, which is so much better than eBay's twelve percent, thirteen percent. So if you like, you know, comic books, if you like cards, if you like sealed wax, uh, my slabs is definitely the place to go. Yes, hundred percent.
1: hundred percent i'm excited about some mice labs
0: it, it's a legit it's a legit event. company it i mean they have over forty thousand users and yes. it continues to rise they're probably the second biggest platform in the card collecting community without a doubt without and a doubt. it's just going to be on the rise so we're so grateful to be a part of mice labs and the mice labs community and uh kind of preach the word of mice labs so get to see uh get to pimp their logo Get some play out of them. It's going to be awesome. I use my slabs all the time. Buy so much stuff off of that wax. Uh, probably half my collection of PSA cards is probably from my slabs. So, yeah,
1: I need I need to I need to move some of my stuff onto my slabs and start start moving some stuff over. I, I love using it to buy. I think like probably all my high end stuff over the past year has either been bought on my slabs. I
0: don't think I've used any other platforms so. It's great. It's so, a, great, a
1: great partnership.
0: I'm great sure. partnership. Excited to get with it. Obviously, we still have the other guys that um, support us, you know, uh, created Card Solutions. They've been a big supporter of us since day one. Uh, Slab Savers, they've always been a great supporter. You know, all the stuff that we carry to shows, we carry around at the Nationals is all protected mm-hmm. um, by the guys at Slab Savers and Nation Golf, Adam Hawk and those guys great golf gear um and excited to just continue to work with all these companies not like you know we're doing this for fun we're doing this to help the community help everybody else's business because that's what it all should be about but let's get into it we have the nba all-star game all-star weekend this weekend as much junk as we've talked over the last let's say the nhl all-star game and the Pro Bowl, you know, the all-star game itself wasn't that bad. No, I, I think,
1: I think they might not as really like as much defense, but like Steph Curry put on an absolute clinic of why mm-hmm. he is the greatest shooter of all time. And it's kind of nice to see some of that. And I think you get to see that more in basketball than probably any other sport where people get to showcase like truly their talents and it was amazing to to see him drop 50 points.
0: Yeah, what did he, he hit what 16 threes?
1: Yeah, I think he was 16 of 27. So over 50% from the field. I mean, he had a rainbow from the logo. I mean, yeah, he's nuts.
0: But with all that, you know, the NBA also tries to do the specialty things, the three-point contest, the dunk contest. Um, the skills and drills games. Now, you saw there was a lot of crap on Twitter about the dunk contest this year. It's so boring. Like,
1: So, like, a lot of people were saying, like, they wish it was back to the old days where, like, Jordan, Dominique, all these guys were doing it. Like, all the guys. And it would be great to see, like, Giannis, LeBron, you know. Zach Levine back in it, something like that it would be nice. But like,
0: <clears throat> it it sucks now. <laughs> it sucks. It, it's it, well, it's, everyone uh, thinks of, and I saw the the big thing on Twitter going around was the uh it was probably from NBA Live 2009 or 10. The this is what people want the duck contest to be, and it's the like the the jump in the air, the 1080 and dunk it, yes. which is yes. you know. People's perception—it's it, not going to happen how they want it, but yeah. I, mean, I still think that there are. So there's a group on YouTube called Team Flight Brothers that I've been watching since high school. That they are all around the best dunkers in the world, and that's all they do—put on shows. I would like to see maybe, maybe like and take your NBA five versus a Team Flight Brothers five and have a dunk off. It's almost kind of like, remember back in the day when and one street ball was really, really popular. I would love to see the and one guys play against some NBA guys. Have, you know, Streetball version versus professional version. Two different yeah. types yeah. of games, but still to see it intertwine, grow the game bigger, which is, you know, you know arguably one of the second best games, biggest games when in the we world. When we were kids, we used to watch slam ball. You remember that? Yeah.
1: Slam ball would be sick. To watch just like just from the aspect of like the game is a little different and uh-huh. you get like the best athletes in the world playing slam ball against each other <laughs> it would be kind of sick to watch like honest
0: is dunking a ball 15 feet in the air i can see a lot of a lot of turned ankles and a lot <laughs> a lot of knee impacts and those trampolines can be dangerous or well, then right.
1: bring in bring in the Harlem Globetrotters like See, LeBron jump
0: from LeBron jump from one back court to the forward court and and dunk it yeah. something
1: I don't know it needs to change it sucks
0: that would be that would be pretty dope but yeah NBA games you know Pacers suck not even following Pacers this year um, Lakers suck Lakers suck like yeah I like, need, I need LeBron to put himself into so it was it was funny speaking of my slabs i'm going through and looking you know just doing my due diligence going through looking at some cards and i'm looking at all the uh 2019 lebron stuff you know when lebron's first year laker gear like the prism stuff the prism stuff because you know that's lebron's first year in the laker jersey and when it came out it was hot and it was popping and it was if you could collect rainbow I'm pretty it was sure like the base PSA 10 did like what $600, $700, something stupid mm-hmm, at a point. I mean, my, you know, we've said this plenty of times that that uh, silver that you pulled at BGS 10 did 4,000. Yeah, 4,000 so, silver. So, and that was kind of like my first not PC, but kind of my, my rainbow that I was going after. I was going after the LeBron rainbows of uh, that 2019 Prism. And, you know, looking back at it now, you know, I was paying for like the pink ice. I think I paid $340 yeah. for like the purple. It was like $500. Yeah. And now you could get basically every car for $200. Bucks.
1: Yeah, you could. Uh, I remember Zion. So Zion Orange Ice was doing like 650 700. and like mm-hmm. a. And then like if you got a 10 it was doing like 2 k And it was just outrageous. Like stuff was outrageous. And then now there's uh, five thousand orange PSA tens.
0: Well, brand new raw jaw jaw silvers were going for four fifty a piece, raw. Yeah. And then
1: Zion's were like a thousand or something. Dude, it was nutty. It was nutty.
0: Staying on the NBA news was speaking of Zion. It now says that he's out for the foreseeable future. So yes, because he's fat. Well, that and like now you have all these people who are trying to and I see it on the card forms, like trying to buy Zion's really cheap. Like, are you really trying to hold on Mm -hmm. to this like a like a Ben Simmons type move? Wasn't Ben? Didn't Ben Simmons miss his first two years or was that Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid missed his first two years and then came back. But, you know, he was what he averaged 27. He was 20 years old but so far he can't stay healthy he's got weight issues his knees and his feet are pretty jacked do you think the overhype about zion is contributing to a major reason
1: why like a certain sector of the market is like stuck 100% because because when... people are so people are in on zion so high that like they can't stand to take a loss right now like they they'd be getting like, a tenth of the value
0: you can't think about all the money that they were throwing around in 2019, 2020 for those cards, and now you're kind of stuck with it. Yep. I mean, you had to get out when you when you could have for that. Yeah, it's sad because, like, I mean, they
1: were doing. I mean, Zion and PSA tens were doing as much as a Luca base, which was right around like a thousand dollars, and the Luca base was doing almost two k. Or I think I'm pretty sure it clipped two k at one point. Like per base, and there's twenty thousand of them. Now they're worth
0: what three fifty? Yeah. So now here's your here's what you have to do. You either take your loss and take your cash, or you sit there and wait.
1: Wait, dude, that's wait gonna a kill a lot of people. Because here's the thing: like, if he truly never gets his weight under control and he turns out to be a Greg Oden, that's like. A significant loss to everyone. Like, think about Shine and how many Zion, NTRP, Pennies. Well, it's worth nothing. I mean, the guy... It, yeah. that's. Just, re- I mean, that's probably why a lot of the market has changed to the point where... Like, they really are like... Hey, maybe we shouldn't worry about all this hype. Maybe we should actually like look at the results. Mm-hmm. You know? Cuz cuz a lot of people are just buying on hype, buy on hype, buy on hype, buy on hype. That's how that's like how like Mahomes' silvers got to be like what I think they clipped 14k right at the Super Bowl or something. Yep. And then they dropped back down and I don't I don't even know what you what they're selling
0: for now. So Probably real quick I'm kind of scrolling through golden auctions to kind of see what's going on lately. And besides cards, they got some kind of really interesting stuff. They have a Michael Jackson tour tour stage worn crystal glove. So one of Michael Jackson's gloves. Current bid is $26,000 on it right now. I guess if, you know, Michael Jackson's your guy. Um, they got a bunch of kabooms. They got a Joe Burrow green, which is the 101 PSA 9. Uh, they got a 2001 Patrick Mahomes uh, gold kaboom uh, PSA 9. And they have a Devontae Adams gold kaboom PSA 10. Speaking of guess. kabooms, mm-hmm. do you see the Aaron Donald ones? Yes.
1: I'm, didn't you post those? I did. Did you post the, the um, slab stocks? They did the market analysis on yeah, Donald gold or Donald Green 101 goes for 15,000 and then the gold went for 5,100 the next day or two days later. Those are strong sales, strong, very very strong sales. Um, I didn't expect, I didn't expect after the Super Bowl for like Donald stuff to really pick up, but there's there's a market out there, there's definitely a market out there. People
0: want Donald. About time too. Yeah, the uh gold the gold kaboom, the PSA nine was up hundred and forty-five percent at five point one thousand. Yeah, um, I missed at, the the one that sold like three days earlier, three
1: or four days earlier. I missed it. I got home late from work, I was gonna bid on it. Well it it ended up landing at like twenty one hundred. And I was like, oh, I would have bought that.
0: And then yes, the the green one of one went for fifteen thousand. Yep. Dang. So I need I need another gold kaboom in my life. That would be nice. Um, <clears throat> a lot of things are kind of trending upward. It's like, have you seen but, some of those sales though?
1: Like some of the sales just don't make sense.
0: Like I um, saw what like what Justin posted about yeah, uh, the t- Tim Duncan refractor. Yeah, it was like a ten thousand dollar difference.
1: Yeah, did ten thousand over what it previously did a month ago it's like nothing like there's no reason it should have done that and like Giannis, the green prism psa 10 like two i think golden back in january or february did forty thousand, and the only previous sale before that was like 18 and then now people can't sell green prism psa
0: 10s well and um so top did you see top series one baseball released yeah. last week Yeah. And uh, obviously everyone's searching for Wander Franco's. Yeah. Um, So Wander Franco's the the big pull that everybody wants. The pop wants. So the very first PSA 10 card uh, at, let's see, two days ago. Yeah, was at 610. But if you find out kind of what the print runs are on all that stuff, like they're saying, so the total projected, uh, 2022 series one print runs for tops baseball hobby boxes over 105,000 hobby jumbo boxes 105,000 retail products 264,000 complete set boxes 238,000 complete team sets 15,000 total print run of seven thousand two or, or 700,000 200 or god dang 728,898 per each card.
1: That's for, ridiculous.
0: For top series one.
1: Are we in? Oh, God. Like, that's junk wax. That's junk. That's absolute junk. That many cards for one guy?
0: That's, that's a problem. Yeah, per, per person? Yeah. Wow.
1: That's, that's bad. That's super bad.
0: Now I I wonder if
1: almost as bad as fanatics partnering with Mitchell and Ness. Do you see that? I did not. So they're partnering with Mitchell and Ness for like all the old game, like old old like vintage jerseys and whatnot. But but nobody wore Mitchell and Ness jerseys. I know. So they're gonna. So if they do player worn stuff, it's all gonna be Mitchell and Ness.
0: So that's why, like, you know, I see some of those cards with the Mitchell and Ness tags. So if you get a laundry tag and it says Mitchell and Ness on it, you know automatically that it's player worn because n- there's never nobody's been. Worn. Yeah, nobody's ever worn a Mitchell and Ness jersey except for what you buy at Foot Locker.
1: Yeah, that's oh god, that's not good for.
0: So that, that's kind of an insight of what's gonna happen, you oh know, with God. fanatics taking over. So if you can, and that's kind of what I'm doing, is start grabbing up all the game use stuff you can.
1: Yeah, real game use stuff.
0: Real game use stuff.
1: It's come around.
0: And it's harder to start that's come so by because if you look if you look at the prices compared to like, you know, five, six months ago when I was buying, everything's doubled up. People are starting to figure that out. And well, I hope they figure like, it out a little more. And the prices are going crazy. I know. I've bought a few. So I got a, uh, I made a buy I still think today. It's way
1: undervalued though in the market.
0: I, I, I made it's... a buy today, actually, just like 20 minutes before we started this. Um, I got myself a nice uh, game used patch auto of Ray Lewis. So, oh, you did? Good, yep. Yeah. Goodbye. Nice. Goodbye. Do you need a Randy Moss? I do not need a Randy Moss.
1: <laughs> Because I have, I got another one. I got Did another you, Flawless Randy You Yeah, another I'm one? Do now. Yeah. Nice. I, picked it up. I saw it last night, and I, I I messaged a guy, and I was like, look, I'll give you this. I know I'm going to pay more than probably anybody on it. And he's like, let me think on it. I want to see what the offer's do." And I was like, that's fine. I was like, I got nothing wrong with that. You got to do what you got to do. And he's like, yeah, we'll take your offer. I was like, yeah, I figured you would. I'm like, I want to do my best, so, I was pretty happy with that. So now I got two, and this one's a four-color patch. So it's got it's uh out of ten, flawless. It's the same vertical, same as the gold one I have, but it's four color. It's got um, blue, red, gray, and then white. Mm. So it's it's nice. It's nicer than the previous patch I got, and I got a cheaper too. So I was pretty happy. Pretty happy.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of cards coming in. And, Excited to see, obviously, and then uh, me and Josh are trying to put to, some soccer things together and getting yeah. ready for World Cup. He's actually uh, he's moved some moved some stuff and started to Is he start buying pain? Mbappe now. Maybe if Mbappe like uh, so Mbappe had a great what was it week week ago. Where he had a 90th minute goal and then psg got smacked up three to one <laughs> and did nothing so it's kind of like a, a world cup in wait. um he's very prospecting his soccer style is very much prospecting right now um and very leading towards team usa world cup stuff so that's I his kind of
1: peppy. That peppy that I oh, saw. That peppy mm-hmm. uh, refractor auto. The ten ten. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a nice one. The guy didn't have a price on it. I hope. I wish he would add a price, but I just <clears> I couldn't <throat> offer anything.
0: Well, I'm gonna clean clean Josh's up, and this is our Stim refractor ten. Yeah, that
1: needs to get graded.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna send this one to Clay Cards, and yeah, get that one graded. So yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into it. Yep. Um, top 10. Our list. Top 10 defensive players. This is the top 10 best defensive players of, of all, all time. time. Of all time. Our list. Yep. Nobody else's list. Our list.
1: So you, want- you start this time?
0: Because I did last time, right? Yes. Okay. You got it. Then. Lead okay. us off. Leading us off. Number 10 in my book uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Linebacker jack lambert at number 10 uh jack lambert obviously one of the most known middle linebackers of all time uh the iconic picture of him having no front teeth screaming um probably one of the meanest dudes of all time uh six foot four 220 pounds out of kent state uh, was drafted second can't read, overall. Can't write kent state. Uh drafted in 1974. He played with the Pittsburgh Steelers from 74 to 84. Uh won four Super Bowls, was a six-time first team all-pro, was a two-time second team all pro, was a nine-time Pro Bowler, was NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1976, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in 1974, uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Year in 76 and 79. Was on the 1970s and 80s All Decade Team. Was on the NFL 70th, 75th anniversary, 100th anniversary All Time Team. Uh, Pittsburgh Steeler All Time Player, Pittsburgh Steeler Hall of Honor Player. Um, he had 1,479 tackles, played in 146 games, had 28 interceptions and 23 sacks. Probably. Most notably, what I did not know about him—kind uh, of doing some uh, uh, some research—that Jack Lambert is actually a analyst on uh, NFL on Westward One. Did not know really? that. Would really like to hear some insight on him. But to me, like playing the idea guy of playing linebacker, Jack Lambert, mean, nasty, hit you in the mouth, get up and keep going. Yeah, I like that pick. He
1: was on uh He was one of those that I always. I I didn't have I don't have him on my list, but he was one that I was like looking at as a possible kind of honorable honorable mention guy. So I like the pick. I like right. the pick. <clears throat> I'm going to stick with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Rod Woodson. <clears throat> so eleven time Pro Bowler, six time All Pro, one time Super Bowl champion, 1993 Defensive Player of the Year. 71 interceptions, which ranks third all-time, and 12 touchdowns, which ranks first all-time. Um, over 1,000 tackles and led the league in interceptions twice in 92 and in 2002 and in 1998 as well, led the league in passes defended. So he dominated um, that corner, dominated safety, um, it wasn't until he started playing safety that he started kind of ball hawking a little more, um, s- speed, athleticism, power, strength, everything you could want, and kind of that perfect cornerback, perfect safety, perfect defensive back. Um, yeah, just a, a a great, great, great player.
0: And went to the university. <laughs> and went to Purdue University. Correct. Speaking of Rod Woodson, I actually had a uh, game use patch auto Rod Woodson that I sold yesterday. Oh, really? I did.
1: I was, I, did. I was, uh, I've been looking at Flawless. Like this, this, like this whole list made me think of like Flawless guys that I don't have defensively, and a few of them I have on the list, but a few of the other ones, um, I need to, I need to grab. So, so I, I will be definitely looking at trying to get a couple of these guys.
0: So number so number ten for you, Rod Woodson. Number ten Rod for Wilson. me, and Jack Lambert. So two Steelers top ten defensive players of all time. Moving to number nine, um, probably one of my all time favorite players to watch. One of the players that I tried to emulate my game after when I was playing um, from the Philadelphia Eagles. His nickname was Weapon X, Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins. I like that pick.
1: I love Brian Dawkins.
0: Brian Dawkins was the nicest dude in the world until he put on that football helmet and came out of that tunnel. The blackout visor scared the crap out of me. If you'd never seen Brian Dawkins, you know, his intro or him flying, just go on YouTube, watch the Weapon X highlight videos, and just be amazed of the player Brian Dawkins was. Second round pick out of Clemson in 1996. He was with the Eagles from 96 to 2008, and then spent a couple years with the Broncos. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. Obviously, he got inducted a couple years ago. Uh, Full time, four time first team All Pro, uh, one time second team All Pro, which is a Pro Bowl nine times. Uh, was on the 2000s All Decade Team. Um, Eagles hall of famer, uh, his numbers retired for the Eagles. Um, he had, uh, 1,147 tackles, 26 sacks, 36 forced fumbles, uh, 19 fumble recoveries, 37 interceptions and four touchdowns. I mean, this guy could do it all. He could blitz, he could cover, he could play man to man. He could knock you unconscious. He could tackle an open field, um, I, I, one of the, there's a couple big hits that I I can remember seeing. One was Michael Vick sprinting towards the end zone thinking that, you know, he's going to walk in completely safe. And at the one yard line, Brian Dawkins comes flying out of nowhere, hits, hit, just hits him in the side, just clips him. And Michael Vick hits the ground and just sprawls out. And um, Vick came out and said that that was probably one of the, the hardest hits that he'd ever received of all time. Yeah, I like that pick. Definitely
1: like that whole group in two thousand, like the early two thousands, like Dawkins, Ed Reed, John Lynch, the, John Lynch. Those, those safeties. I mean, there's a ton of those safeties in that that like that time frame that were just like scary guys to just sit at the top of coverage, just waiting. Mm-hmm. And waiting, just lurking. Thank God I don't play quarterback.
0: Yeah. And it, it's a different definitely a different game the way they were able to play it compared to now, because the the John Lynch's the Ed Reeds, the Brian Dawkins, there's no way they could play the same type of game that they did back in the nineties and two thousands that they are playing today. Because you watch those guys, you know, John Lynch would would try to knock Dallas Clark unconscious coming through the middle. Um, Brian Dawkins mm-hmm. would knock out, you know, whatever tight ends running down the field or what, whoever's running a, a, a cross pattern. Like nowadays, like you got to kind of pull up and, and wait. So for those guys playing in the era they did, they they basically changed the game by their style of of hitting. Yeah, I, I would I would
1: agree with that. That group of that was the group of safeties that changed all the penalties in the nfl they're the reason why we have penalties fact oh for sure there's the reason there's the reason why we're going towards two-hand touch football and it's because of them. (laughs) so yeah i'm with you on that um number nine um might be a little biased here but i think we're we're definitely getting to the point where we have to consider this yes aaron donald And, and there's a reason why when you go and you look through the tape of Aaron Donald and you look at just pictures, when have you, so like when we think about wide receivers, we've seen pictures of Calvin Johnson where he gets double covered on a play, right? Where there's two guys sitting across from him and they're like, well, we're just going to sacrifice two guys into coverage. Aaron Donald is that on defense. Like there's nobody who's been game planned to have the center and both guards both try to block or all three try to block Aaron Donald at the same time. And this happened this happens on multiple occasions. And it's just it, he he is so disruptive and so technical. I, it's not that he's physically better than everyone. He's just so technical at his size that he just He's just dominating so I'll go into it eight time pro floor in eight seasons seven time all pro in eight seasons 2014 defensive rookie of the year three-time defensive player of the year you could argue yeah he may not have won he may should not have won one but he also probably should have won the year that Stefan Gilmore won so it, it doesn't matter he would have had three. On top of that, he's had six seasons with 10-plus sacks as a defensive tackle. We're talking as a tackle. Super Bowl champion, 150 tackles for loss, 222, 226 QB hits, 23 forced fumbles, led the NFL in sacks in 2018 and led in tackles for loss in 2018 and 2019. He also retired Tom Brady. It's not Grace player Grace quarterback of all time, and Aaron Donald put him into retirement. Um, and he did that all in 127 games, like 127 games. So he's averaging. I mean, he's averaging pretty darn close to a sack a game for 127 games, just dominating everybody, getting triple teamed every time. And when you look at his metrics of how much he dominates compared to the rest of the league, in a league that should not, in a league that, that really has, it is kind of more offensive based, like the defense is basically just out there at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Donald is one that still is succeeding at a high level, playing defensive tackle, getting in on the, on the run, making plays downfield um disruptive in the past game. I mean, he does it all. He literally does it all. And when you play in a Super Bowl and you have two sacks and you make the game-saving play, it says a little bit about you. So, I think he's worthy. I think we do have to talk about Aaron Donald being a top 10 player of all time. I don't think he's going to get up to the top 5 now. Um he's kind of he's got to he's got to show some longevity. Uh, but at his rate right now, what he's doing for a defensive tackle—what six-one, two hundred and eighty pounds—that's it's something you've never seen before. Since what, Reggie White?
0: But Reggie White played defensive end.
1: Yeah, but he he had some seasons at defensive tackle or listed. I would
0: say, I would say Warren Sapp.
1: Yeah, but even at Warren Sapp, like Warren Sapp played what two hundred games? Yeah. And Aaron Donald has more sacks and 127.
0: Well, Aaron Donald's also like a genetic freak, where no no man should you know be his size and be with a 12 pack and completely shredded. Like, how is he Usada approved? That's what I want to know.
1: <laughs> he's beating he's beating USAD
0: right now. He's beating he's beating them. <laughs> So, so what you're he, he, telling me is he is all natty.
1: Probably. <laughs> There's some people who are just, here's the thing. When you get to be, uh, okay, so I've seen in person Leron Landry, you know, in 2013 when I was working for the Colts. <clears throat> Leron would come in with his bag, like bag of pills. And you're just like, you look at him and how veiny he is and just like, prickly and pimply and you're like
0: have all the biceps like all the biceps and no football ability yes
1: and then you look at aaron donald and he still he almost still looked like he has some baby fat on his arms and i i don't know maybe he's just an genetic freak maybe he's i mean people are like
0: that right yeah uh, there are I mean,
1: you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect the people, the the quarterbacks in the NFL, to all throw eighty yard touchdown passes, but they all can now. They're just it's just a different world,
0: and Aaron is showing us that. All right, so number all right. nine, number nine for you, Aaron Donald. All right, number eight on my list, an undrafted player in nineteen ninety from the Minnesota Vikings defensive end, John Randall. There was probably no harder worker, no dominant defensive end than John Randall in the, in the nineties and early two thousands. Obviously he played with, the, <laughs> he was known with the Minnesota Vikings from 1990 to 2000. Um, and then s- finished his career with the Seahawks, 2001, 2003. Um, he didn't have a, a ton of tackles, but he had 137 and a half sacks, which I believe is sixth all time for a guy who's undrafted. That's, you know, Robert Mathis type stuff. Well, Robert Mathis was drafted in the sixth, fifth or sixth round. Um, Pro football hall of famer, college football hall of famer. um, One of the best trash talkers of all time. Watch the video. Uh, regulator, or he yells, regulators, mount up. He barks, like John Randall, crazy man. First dude I ever saw that wore eye black and just like painted his face with the eye black just to make him look like a complete warrior. Um, six-time first-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, led the NFL in sacks in 1997. 1990s All-Decade team, was on the 100th anniversary team. Uh, was one of the fifty greatest Vikings of all time, um, you know. Could be just a lot of every well, greatest trash talker of all time. Um, but uh, most season leading team in sacks, he had nine uh, most consecutive seasons leading the team in sacks. Man, like there's been a lot of great players that, that I could have put on the list from the Vikings. The Carl Ellers, the Allen Pages, anybody from the Purple People Eaters defense back in the back in the seventies, but you know, guys. When we've said this a lot with the list, it's guys that I've seen play that resonate with me the most as of greatest of all times. So obviously, there are guys that I never got to see play that are still better and are on this list, but to me, John Randall, intimidating, high motor, high energy. Super sacker.
1: I agree. Uh John Randall 14th all time. Tied with Richard Dent. And sacks. And sacks. I'm trying to see. Yeah, there's some people that there's some interesting people who are on this sack, unofficial sack leaders since 1960. We can go after that. After after we're done with this, we'll talk about it more. There's some names that will kind of surprise you. All right. Number eight, I have Mean Joe Green. Really? Ten-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, 1969, Rookie of the Year, 1979, Walter Payton Man of the Year, and a part of the Steel Curtain. When I think of interior defensive linemen, vintage interior defensive linemen that just dominated, it's Mean Joan Green and just how they can hold their own. Um, it's a guy. It's one of those that I've I've looked at trying to collect a little bit, and and spending time on this this um, this list that makes me want to just collect a little more defensive players, just because I think they're underappreciated. Um, and what they've done for the game, um, but Mean Joe Green uh, was definitely one that that I, I I would definitely love to collect and,
0: and have. So, my if you're looking for a, a Mean Joe and Green card, there's one. I believe it's. I think it's on eBay. It's a 2006 National mm-hmm. Treasures Timeline. Mean Joe Green. It's a sticker auto, but the patch is game worn from the Senior Bowl.
1: Interesting. It's a red,
0: it's a red and white patch.
1: Interesting. So
0: the, he, he played he played in the Senior Bowl. It had to been, what, 73, 74? I'll have to look. I'll have to look. I don't have it on my notes. What year was he a rookie? Do you have that? 69. 69? So 68, 69 Senior Bowl. That's that's an old patch. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a dope piece to own. And I don't think it's that expensive. I think that it's less than 200.
1: Yeah. I saw, I found, um,
0: I was looking at like
1: old vintage guys, like, you know, guys that are (laughs) dead or not, or, you know, older. Um, but like Deacon Jones, there's some, there's some old Deacon Jones patch autos that I was, that I was looking at too. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of defensive players that you can go get pretty cheap. Um, just from, like, the collecting standpoint,
0: pretty pretty nice pieces. So, mm. yeah. Joe, mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green at number eight for you. All right, number seven. A, uh, I'm going to go out of the University of Southern California. It was a first-round pick in 1981. Played safety. Most notably for the San Francisco 49ers, Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott. Interesting. So to me, Ronnie Lott is, man, toughness. Yes. Dude, like Brian Dawkins plus another level. The difference yes. between Ronnie Lott, Brian Dawkins, Ronnie Lott goes in there and blasts everybody. And then, Cuts his pinky off at halftime so he doesn't have to miss parts of games. Yes. Um, so he played for the 49ers, played for the Los Angeles Raiders, um, played for the Jets, which I had a patch auto of, and the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers again finished his career there. Um, career highlights, like the, the, the list of highlights – that that guy, this guy achieved in his career from 81 to 95. You know, he won four Super Bowls, eight-time first-team All-Pro, 10-time Pro Pro Bowler, uh, led the NFL in interceptions twice, NFL forced fumble co-leader in 1982, was on the all-rookie team, the 80s and 90s All-Decade team, the 75th and 100th All-Time team, Hall of Famer, Um, his his numbers retired for San Francisco. Uh, He's in the hall of fame for the 49ers uh, was an all American, all American and a national champion in college. Um, His statistics in the NFL had 1,146 tackles had 63 interceptions. Um, His interception return yards was 730. Yeah. 16 forced fumbles, um, 17 fumble recoveries and five touchdowns. All with nine fingers. With nine fingers, <laughs> uh, had a brief broadcasting career. But, man, uh, like Ronnie Lott, anytime you could find a Ronnie Lott, um, San Francisco auto or even the Raiders auto, that's a big pickup. I, I like stuff like that. Um, Ronnie Lot, one of the most hard-nosed guys ever in the NFL.
1: Yeah, could not, could not agree more with that. I'm surprised you had him so far back, though. I thought really you-, you have run a lot higher, yes. Oh, okay, yes. I think of it like this it's like, how many times can you put like a certain position in the NFL? Like, if you think about it, like top five players of all time, it's really kind of like the number one at each position, so like, you kind of have like the best linebacker there ever was, the best defensive end there ever was, or de- interior lineman or whatever lineman there was, you, the best safety there ever was. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt like the top five should have gone. Um, from my aspect, but I mean, we'll get, we'll save that. We'll get into it. I just I just felt like <clears throat> you kind of have to reach that level. And I I don't know. Is there safety better than Ronnie Law?
0: Not on not on my list.
1: Yeah. And not on my list either. So that's just kind of how I felt. Um, what are we on, seven?
0: We're on number seven.
1: All right. Number seven. I have Bruce Smith. Um, now, I know a lot, I'll probably get a lot of flack just because I know a lot of people see Bruce Smith and Reggie White very similar. Um, but – and and you got to see Bruce Smith play, didn't you? You got to see him play a little bit. Um, did you get how many? Did you get to see Reggie play a little bit?
0: Reggie White. Four years, right? Reggie White, I probably saw in the Packers years.
1: Yes. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Bruce Smith, eleven-time Pro Bowl eight-time first-time first-team All-Pro, two hundred sacks, most all-time. Uh, over a 1,000 tackles, two-time defense player of the year, had 13 seasons with 10-plus sacks. Um, never led the league in sacks over the course of his career, um, but led in forced fumbles in 1994 and 96. Um, when I think of Bruce Smith, I think longevity and dominance over time um, to play defensive line, to play linebacker, and to play in those older generations. To be able to play that long and play that high of a level um, is worthy of consideration for one of the greatest ever, and Bruce Bruce definitely fits that mold. Um, he went to four, four Super Bowls, um, but unfortunately, he is an Ofer So um, I'm not going to blame that on him. Um, actually, this makes this brings up a good point. So when we talk about quarterbacks, right? What is the most important position on an NFL team? Quarterback. Okay. How many of Super Bowl champions, okay? How many of the Super Bowl winners are those guys Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Just give me a rough estimate of percentage.
0: Percentage of how of how many Super Bowl winners are Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Yes. Probably less than
1: 30%. Less than 30. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I I want to I, I want to figure this out because when we bring up like Dan Marino, okay? It, if it's a significant portion of Hall of Fame quarterbacks are Super Bowl winners, doesn't that play a little bit into the like greatness factor of a quarterback that they couldn't get the job done? Like they could put up all those stats, but they just couldn't get the job done.
0: Yes and no, because people I mean... knock
1: people knock Philip Rivers, but Philip Rivers statistically is one of the best quarterbacks of it's all time.
0: Cool. Well, one of the biggest things we can add to now is: is Joe Burrow ever going to get back to the Super Bowl? Agree. He he fits he fits a mold now of guys who
1: may not ever <laughs> may not ever may get never back. Get to back. The Super Bowl.
0: It's yeah. the hardest thing to do in the NFL. You see guys who have never even who are great players who've never even won a playoff game. Look at Tony Gonzalez. That's why he got that's why you asked for the trade to go to Atlanta.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I know we're talking I just I, I thought it was an interesting point. I forgot to look it up because I wanted to I wanted to figure out the numbers on that. Um, but I think I think had being a Super Bowl champion and contributing and being on the biggest stage and succeeding on the biggest stage, I think, plays a part. Um, it, it does play a part. Now, sure. going to four Super Bowls, I guess that's like winning one, right? Because you've been to four. I mean, how many people get to say they've been to four Super Bowls?
0: It's true, but would you rather go to four or would you rather win one?
1: Oh, I'd rather win one every day. I'd rather win one, too. Yeah. But I mean, if we're talking about a guy who's a defensive player who may not get the opportunity, at least he made it to the show. He put himself in a position to get there. Mm-hmm. So I had Bruce Smith number seven. Um, I mean, you can argue higher, you can argue lower. It just depends on how you how you see things. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of linemen who are who are great picks. But you could easily insert in. <clears throat> so, but I felt 200 sacks is a lot of sacks and 13 times you've had
0: 10 plus sacks is a lot of, a lot of, of dominance. So I actually have, I got Bruce Smith number six. Okay. So I have him one spot higher. I kind of basically agree with what you said. I saw him play, um, you know, 200 sacks. Like you said, played in 279 games. Yes. So just about a sack per game. Um, 46 forced fumbles, 15 fumble recoveries, um, 19 seasons in the NFL, 13 of them were seasons where he had at least 10 sacks. Yes. Like, that's a testament to his consistency year in and year out. Like, what? Like, that is unbelievably hard. You think of, you know, Bruce Smith. I'm trying to think of some some great tackles he played against probably Anthony Munoz. Who'd Uh, you have? Who'd you have at number eight? Number eight. I had John
1: Randall. So John Randall had 137 sacks, 137 Mm -hmm. and
0: a half. Mm -hmm.
1: Bruce Smith had that in 13 seasons because he had 10 plus sacks each time. Like he probably, I mean, he dominated just at a different level than John Randall.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure, and uh, he would have probably had more his '91 season. He only played five games. Yeah, he, would, he had a shoulder injury. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, his stats speak for himself. Bruce Smith, probably you know a monster of a man if you've ever seen him. Um, but yeah, Bruce Smith, number six on my list.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Seven six, I think we're pretty close on that. Thinking the same thing. Yep. Um, number six, I have Dick Butkus, um, one of the most one of the most feared players in in NFL history. A guy that you know when you talk about when in your playing days when you were playing in college, you just throw your body around as a linebacker. Even in high school, you just throw your body around like it's a missile. You know, Dick Butkus was the guy to throw his body in there. Took a beating, only played nine seasons. Um, But in each one of those seasons, or or all but one, was an eight-time All-Pro selection. So you think about that, nine years, nine of your best years, and you made the All-Pro team eight of those times. Um, it's, It's quite an amazing feat. Now, I can't find a ton of statistics on Dick Butkus, but... Some of the things I saw were like he's thousand plus tackles, and I think before they come, they did combined tackles, so like assists and solos, um, they just all wrapped it into one. Um, but, I mean, that's pretty amazing. If you're over a thousand tackles in nine seasons, that's 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 crazy numbers.
0: He's um, very great on Twitter too.
1: Yes, I, I that was my last thing. Greatest Twitter account right now. <laughs> he's he he's got some great one liners and.
0: He's popping off on Twitter. Yeah,
1: he's great. Great on Twitter. Love it. So, Dick
0: is number six. All right, number five for me, a guy from the newer age, I would say, but drafted in 1996, the number one overall pick. He allegedly murdered somebody. Not really. He pled obstruction to justice. It's from the Miami Hurricanes, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, number five on my list, number five. So, Ray Lewis, hustle, tenacity, work ethic. You know, when you think of the quarterback of the defense, you think of a middle linebacker like Ray Lewis who knows the offensive formations, the offensive checks, the offensive audibles, a guy who could control and command a defense just with his eyes of seeing what person is lined up there, a guy who probably the first person to really, on the defensive side, take film study to another level. And then once you know it, he's able to play free, And he's got the hustle and mentality to outwork everybody. His hustle, like he's 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 in on every play. If you watch any film, any game, he's always around the football. He's always making plays. He kills people, no pun intended, around the middle. You you throw it across. You throw it across the middle. Ray Ray's gonna blast you. Didn't
1: didn't Uh, Brady say something this year? He was like, he's like these quarterbacks need to learn how to throw the ball because when I was playing Ray Lewis is in the middle and you don't yeah. throw the
0: ball into the middle of the field when you have Ray Lewis there. Well, the sit down between Peyton and, and Ray Lewis is, is pretty good when they kind of break down film against each other and, you know, kind of see what he's thinking, what Peyton, what he knows, what Peyton's doing, the chat, like, like, his only really bad year, and think about the injuries that he had, the tricep injuries um, that he played through. And he came uh, back for a Super Bowl run. Um, Was that the Madden cover year? Because he got hurt the Madden cover year. It was it tricep or Achilles or something? I think um, it was the year after. No, he did get
1: hurt the Madden cover year. Because yeah, no, no. no. I'm got, saying that the, the triceps was the year after. I think the Achilles was that year, and then the triceps, and they won the year after that,
0: after his bat cover. Uh, statistically, you know, 2,059 tackles, uh, 41 and a half sacks, uh, 67 passes deflected, 31 interceptions, 17 force fumbles, 20 fumble recoveries, three tutters. Uh, two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, two-time defensive player of the year, seven-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, 13-time Pro pro Bowler, led the NFL in tackles three times, uh, 2000s All-Decade team, 100th Anniversary All-Team, most career combined tackles, excuse me, most career solo tackles, with 1,568. and uh, Most solo tackles in a season, 156. Yeah, that ranks first in a, time. In a season.
1: Solo. Solo tackles.
0: Like, He's
1: giving you 10 tackles by himself a game.
0: And this is his second year. This yeah. is 1997. He had 184 total tackles that year. 156 solos. 28 assists. Like His second, let's see, his second best year.
1: Are you sure you want to put him at number five all time?
0: I do. I do. I mean, he consistency, you, you know, his rookie year, 110 tackles. His second year, 184, 120, 165, 137, 162. Uh, Injury plagued in 2002, only played five games, came back in 2003, had 163, uh, had 174, injury plagued in 05. You know, he's got every year except for 2012, 11, 05, 2002, he has over 110 tackles. Yeah, 13 seasons, over 100 tackles. Holy crap. So, but still, number five on my list.
1: (laughs) Number five, I have another Ram, Deacon Jones. Uh, Yeah. Now, the reason why I have him number five is these are the stats that you can find on a guy from this this early on. Eight-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro three seasons over a 20 sacks, three seasons over 20 sacks. And I'm pretty sure they played 14 game seasons. If I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken, Mm -hmm. 14 game seasons led the NFL in or led the league in sacks five seasons. Coined the term sack. We all know that, but he had 173 and a half sacks in 190 games. That's ridiculous. Like, we talk about how, what was it? Was it uh, Bruce Smith had 279 games and he had 200 sacks? Like, Deacon is averaging a sack a game. Averaging. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see what some of the other stats are from that time period, but that's what I have right now. But, I mean, just pure domination. Pure domination.
0: Also had a rule... Put in because of him. Yeah, the head, the head slap. slap. One of the first, one of the first things I used in Pee Wee football. That's right. The head slap. I saw, I saw it on an old NFL VHS tape, and yeah. I started using that until I found out it was illegal. And <laughs> I see why. Just like that monster palm, just coming up upside the head. Smack. So many concussions were given out. Yeah, I
1: know. So Deacon number
0: Jones. five. Deacon number Jones five. For
1: you. I think that's pretty worthy. Number Three seasoned over
0: 20 sacks. Number four for me, a man who died way too early, Reggie White. Reggie White at number four. Um, Not only a great player in the NFL, but nobody remembers him playing in the USFL. No, I do not. 6'5", 300 pounds. Yeah. It's basically Dwight Freeney. Um, was picked first, first round, fourth overall in the supplemental draft at the USFL. Um, so he played for the Memphis Steamboats when the USFL was still around and then was at the Philadelphia Eagles from 85 to 92. A lot of people remember his time at the Green Bay Packers from 93 to 98 and then the Carolina Panthers in 2000. You know, Super Bowl champion, two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, eight-time all, first-team All-Pro, 5 time second-team All-Pro, thirteen Pro Bowlers, two-time sack leader, '80s and '90s All-Decade Team, seventy-fifth and hundredth All-Decade t- or All-Anniversary Team, um, Eagles Hall of Fame number retired, you know Green Bay Hall of Fame number retired, uh, the Bart Starr Award, two-time or three-time NFC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, had a thousand, eleven. Had one thousand one hundred and twelve tackles, one hundred and ninety eight sacks, which does not include his USFL sacks. Uh, Force fumbles at thirty three, interceptions at three and two tutters. So if you look at his statistics, um, so at the at the time of his retirement. He was the all-time leader before Bruce Smith with the 198, who played in 47 more games than Reggie White did. But if you're counting Reggie White's time in the USFL, uh, Reggie had 221 and a half sacks. So that makes him the most in professional football. So Reggie White, spin move, power move, that one arm shiver to pick guys up and throw him across, um, kind of a funny thing. And I kind of wish. So, the the teams racing in uh, Phoenix this weekend, and there's a special guest coming out that I had been talking to online. Wish I could get to meet him because he played against Reggie White, and there's a big f- video of him getting tossed by Reggie White. <laughs> His name is Tony Mandrich. Uh, was the number two overall pick in 1984 or 85 for the Green Bay Packers. He was the biggest offensive lineman of all time. He was like 6'6", 330, um, kind of fizzled out, had a bad career in Green Bay, and then came to the Colts. Um, but I wish I could have met him and, and talked to him, but been emailing with him back and forth, so hopefully I get to meet him some day. But Reggie White, you know, power – Tenacity, gets the quarterback, you know, hits people. So Reggie White, number four on my list.
1: Here's where we start to get into some of the guys that you've named. Um, I had Ronnie Lott, number four, all-time. Kind of talked about a little bit before, but when I think about the top five players of all time, I think about position-wise, almost like, you know, Who are our top five? Who are the top player at their position all time? Um, Ronnie Lott being the best defensive back of all time. Um, 63 interceptions, 16 forced fumbles, 192 games. 10 interceptions in 1986 and led the league in interceptions twice. Um, I don't know if I can really add much more to what you've said. Four-time Super Bowl champion which goes perfectly on one of his hands, not on the other. Um, Ronnie Lott, number
0: four. We'll go straight to number three. Already mentioned on your list, Dick Buckus, number three all time. Uh, One of the original just mean dudes playing defense. Um, University of Illinois, like if you wanted to fight, Dick Buckus was that dude. He would grab your face mask. You know, throw you on the ground, choke you, punch you, fight you. Um, Comes up every single play. His career actually wasn't super long. It was 65 to 73. Um, But hard enough, you watch any of the old videos that talk about Dick Buckus, like he was a dog. Like, I forget, uh, Pat Summerall said that he would (laughs) – he wouldn't even shower after the game. He'd just put his clothes back on and leave. Like <laughs> that's how much of a dude this guy was. Like he was all about football. He was all about hitting people in the mouth, doing his job, and going home. Back when you know these guys were making like fifty bucks a game. Yeah, he was laying his life out on the line. Yeah, of the game. Not much more you need to say, you know, him like. When you think of Bears linebackers, you think Buckus, number one. You think Brian Erlacher number two.
1: You don't like Singletary up there? Uh, I like Singletary, number three. I like Erlacher and Singletary together as, like, a 2A, 2B. I think Buckus, one. But, yeah. And then um, who, was the, uh, who was the other guy who played with Urlacher? Lance Briggs. Yes. Number, number tie for four. Well, he would be number four because you have two A and two B. Yeah. Some great linebackers for the, the bears. Oh,
0: Oh yeah. Great
1: linebackers.
0: All right. Number three on your list.
1: Number three, I have Ray Lewis and I'll tell you the reason why Ray is, is ahead of Dick Buckus. Yes. You can throw your body around and give everything you have, just launching people in the mouth. But Ray did that, and then he did everything else. The the play caller, the general, understanding and recognizing offenses. Like you said, spending spending time watching film, the longevity, two thousand tackles. I mean, he did everything. He did everything that Buckus did and then did it longer and then did it more and then did it better. And he just perfected what would be the linebacker position. And I don't know if we'll ever see someone who will play as long as, as Ray and get as many tackles as Ray and be the commanding general as well as Ray and to be able to watch it, like he said, watch it and see it live. Is something that you'll never forget. His like name back from is the Darius triceps. Leonard,
0: huh? His name is Darius Leonard. Darius
1: Leonard's got cold. like three concussions. He's got one more
0: before he's gonna be out cold. He's gonna <laughs> turn go into on. Austin Collie. He also only weighs like two hundred nine pounds. So yes, yeah. I I just I
1: just think like Dick Buckus, old mean guy. Different styles of defenses, though. Like, yeah but I agree but I think there's more there's more up here that Ray did and I think that's the difference it's not all about it's not all about just going out and hitting someone as much as middle linebacker is, is just being being everywhere on the field and Ray was literally everywhere on the field I mean 13 seasons he had over 100 tackles 13 seasons. It's it's just it's it's unheard. And I mean he led the league in tackles and had the most tackles all time in the season. First first in 156 and then 137 was third all time. I mean he's just he's he's doing everything, literally everything. Ray Lewis number three.
0: All right, number two. You've already said him mean Joe Green, I have it number two. Uh, interior could play outside. Um <laughs> The greatest Super Bowl commercial of all time, uh, leader of the Steel Curtain defense, the Super Bowls, Defensive Players of the Year, Rookies of the Year, like
1: Walter Payton, Man of the Year,
0: on the field, off the field, great. Um, totally forgot that he was a coach at one point, and coaching while you know I was watching teams. um, long career mean Joe green. Number two, not much more need to be said. Yeah.
1: I don't blame you. Um, Number two, I have Reggie way. I think the only thing that I can add 21 sacks in 1987, 12 times he had to over 10 sacks. I mean, that's as good as Bruce, but I mean, like you said, If you count USFL, he's played. He's has more sacks, played more games, Um, had over a thousand tackles in his career, and he had over a hundred tackles in four seasons, which I think is impressive for his position. Um, Getting over a hundred tackles in.
0: So the only thing, the only reason I would bring up the in nineteen eighty seven the sacks. Um, The only thing I would put with that was that was the Scabier. It's not like he was playing against top level NFL players. He was playing against dudes off the streets.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, like you still got to go out there and perform like, You still got to go out there and you got to win the games. You still got to go out there. You got to still sack the quarterback. You still got to perform. It's like you could take the year off. You could have an average year, but you still got to go out and do it.
0: That's like John Jones now fighting Matt Hamill then.
1: (laughs) Caleb, you remember Mm. our old football coach and how we would run the same three plays over Uh, and over again. Yep. You still got to go out and defend it, though.
0: And every team we played against did. Well, maybe for you, for us, we set the
1: we set the high school record for rushing yards in a year. We had over four thousand rushing yards. It must be. We nice averaged have... over
0: three hundred rushing yards a game. It must be nice to have a, uh, a quarterback, running back. We didn't have a quarterback. You had Robbie Robbins. Not that year.
1: Who's your quarterback? It was Ian Good.
0: Oh god, you didn't have a
1: quarterback. Yeah, you're right. Do you know who our leading rusher was? Who now those records are broken by? Who? Bev, who went to go play at Indiana State. And he only made it two years.
0: He only made it a year, like a year and a half. Yeah. And his his jerseys are right there. Yeah. Because they were uh my number. I got him first. So
1: the thing is, the thing is you still got to go out and perform it. It's like you can be all this, this hoopla and be the best player, but you still, at the end of the day, you still got
0: to go out there and perform.
1: That's what Reggie White did.
0: All right. Number one, I'm sure we both have the same. I don't think we're going to argue this one. Kids, this brings me to my next point. Don't smoke. Crack, Lawrence that's right. Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. That's what, it. What, need, what needs? We don't to need be to said? say any stats. Just what what that's... needs to be said, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Could any like Ray Lewis times a thousand? Like put John put John Jones mentality, Ray Lewis athleticism, just. Mean, nasty, don't care. Snap Joe Theismann's leg in half. Like drag yeah, dude. Talk
1: about ending the guy's career literally. <laughs>
0: oh man. Oh my god, dude. Nasty. Just, you know. There there's not much that needs to be said.
1: The last guy to ever win defensive player the or win defensive or as a defensive player win the MVP award. Monster. Yeah. 10-time Pro it. Bowl, 8-time All-Pro, 2-time Super Bowl champion, 3-time Defensive Player of the Year. He had, like, what, 8 interceptions? All of them were <laughs> touchdowns, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: It, what, what's so amazing, just how fast he it was. Like, he was an edge guy, but... Like even some of those other other years when he played
0: a little bit of inside linebacker, like
1: it's it's like he, he'd been playing it for
0: years. Yeah. But uh Bill Belichick Bill Belichick coached. Um linebacker Bill Parcells coached. So he had great coaches, but athletically uh, way above his time. Um it'd be amazing a bit- to see what he could do in, in like an early two thousands. May not have been the smartest linebacker, but you know, hustle beats a lot of things and instinct. And there was no better person who had instincts than LT.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, there's our top 10 list. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, but sometimes talent's just better no matter what. Sometimes talent's better no matter what. Look at John Jones. Look at LT. Both love that Booger Sugar.
1: That's right.
0: they are really white snow and they are just better at life that all Colombian munch that Colombian, bam, bam, Colombian marching om- army, like whatever. They're good at what they do. So LT, there's no question about it. Lawrence Taylor, the greatest defensive player of all time. Yeah. I'm glad I have a game. used patch auto has. Damn. I, I need one. I can find a bunch they, of Harry Carson.
1: They are cheaper than you think.
0: Well, find me one and send it to me. I'll just find you and I'll buy it and I'll send it to you. How about that? Oh, okay. Done deal. That's so if you didn't like our list, send us yours, post it in the comments. We want to see your top 10 list of all time. Um, anything else you want to go over before we go out?
1: Um, no, that was a, that was a really good list. I'm trying to find some like a uh, Ronnie Lott, Reggie White. Mm-hmm. I have a Ray Lewis, um, Dick Butkiss. There's Butkus Bruce Smith there everywhere. To, but
0: book, yeah, Buckis would be good to find on card. I see a bunch of stickers. Yeah, um, on card would be good to find. I did uh, find a Deacon Jones. It sold a while back. A
1: Deacon Jones rookie that was autographed by him Ooh. that would be sick to get that would be dope that'd be pretty good i would like to i would like to get one of those i know there's not not very many and then i was looking at like just the pop reports of deacon jones it's, it's not very many no i bet It'd not it would be nice to get a nice rookie i bet well. not
0: um so we'll probably take a, a week off i'm expecting my first child tomorrow night so we will uh We'll probably take a week off the podcast, come back with new, better episodes, more stuff to talk about, uh, let the hobby move around a little bit more, kind of see what the play Because we're kind of in that weird lull of NBA seasons, kind of halfway. Hockey's not in the playoffs quite yet. They're going to be right around the same time. Football's over. Baseball's kind of throwing their arms up in the air, not getting anything done. They're worried uh, way too much about their money. Soccer. Man, dude, I watched I watched too much three, soccer. I watched three premier games this past weekend.
1: Yeah. Who? Uh
0: I watched uh Man City. I watched uh Man Who'd U they play? Or, uh Man City played. Didn't they get throttled? No. They ended up winning 3 2. Who was it that got throttled you were telling me about? No, that's uh, right. Man City. That was PSG. PSG yes. got throttled, but they're not in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, Man U. I watched Man U play, and then I watched uh, Tottenham play. Nice. Or Josh's favorite team is Tottenham. So yes. Harry Kane. Harry Ross Kane. Vernon. Harry Kane hit a goal in uh, in extra stoppage time. time six minutes. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, it was. It was a fun freaking game to watch. I. For as much people, uh, they talk junk on soccer. I can understand that. But watching Premier League soccer is way different. And I totally crowd. I forgot that Cristiano Ronaldo's on Man U.
1: Yes. The crowd in Premier League soccer is... Amazing. Almost as, as
0: entertaining as the game is. Amazing. Yes. And obviously, me being invested in with certain cards like Jadon Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo um Harry Kane um you know mbappes Poliics etc etc like you know it gets me in a little bit more I I'm not there on on hockey I have like I only have two hockey cards a Gretzky oh, and the yeah mine are all PC so don't worry yeah. about it yeah hockey doesn't pick up until playoffs anytime
1: yeah <clears throat> why is it that? American sports aren't as passionate like soccer is, like the fans.
0: I don't know. It's
1: it's life or death
0: over there. It is. It is. Um, I don't know. It, it's just something about
1: like I have an appreciation for how the fans are so passionate
0: about their team. Well, think of it, think about like most soccer soccer clubs like a lot of those clubs have started in the 1800s or the early 1900s and have been around for decades and decades and growing up in that passion where where you think of, you know, the NFL teams, they haven't been around that long, even though the NFL has been around for a hundred years, the Carolina Panthers, the Carolina Panthers have only been around since 95. The Tennessee Titans have only been around since 2000. Texans were what? 2000 the ever expanding you know teams you have the seattle kraken in hockey yeah Um, it's not it's because there there's so many different teams i think that european or soccer in general there's so many teams that are ingrained in the city and the culture yeah where you know you look in the midwest and particularly the center, like how, how there's not that very many professional teams. There's no teams in South Dakota, North Dakota. It's Wyoming, just Green Bay. That's Green I Bay yeah, and Minnesota. So those are your in foo- Chicago. College football is about as close as you're going to get.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. No, I agree. I agree with that. I don't know. I wish it was a little more passionate. God, I'm probably like one of ten Los Angeles Ram fans anyway. So.
0: Yeah, you probably are. I saw how That's many okay. people showed up to their uh, to their Super Bowl party. I'm pretty sure they were just all Aaron Donald fans, not Rams fans. Probably. Shout out to him for not wearing a shirt the entire parade. Good for him. Day. He and has going, worked his butt off to get to that point. And going on shows completely shammered. Love it. My man. That's right. But, all right, to end another great podcast, um, once again, thank you, everybody who goes out, downloads, uh, subscribes to our stuff. We're almost to 800 total downloads. So please, you know, follow us on Apple podcast, on Google podcast, Spotify. If you're watching live on the YouTube page, please subscribe. We're on Facebook, are yes. on Twitter, we're on Instagram, big news that we started at the top of the show. We're with my slabs now. Go to my slabs, buy and sell slabbed cards, slab comic books, sealed wax. Yeah. Buy all my stuff, please. Thank you. You can do that for 1% seller fees. If you do the raw cards, raw, raw comics, it's 3%. It's so much better than eBay. So get with my slabs. It's the world's premier marketplace for collectors and investors. Uh, slab savers, protect Use code dream three to get 10% off your order. Love all my slab savers stuff. Graded card solutions because we can't trust the post office when we ship. So use gradedship.com, use code DREAM15 to get 15% off your order so you can protect your cards when you ship it. And then our friends at Nation Golf Company, join the fellowship, NationGolfCode.com. Get yourself some sweet swag from those guys. So until next time, follow us, Showtime Sports Cards, Doughboy Sports Card One. Let's make the hobby better, people. Do better, be better. Buy sweet cards. Don't sell at crazy prices. Make deals. Yep. All right. Till next time. Later. Peace.